listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking you. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Just spent uh, a lunch hour outside mowing the lawn and uh, removing dandelions, you know, just uh, spring in Nova Scotia. That seems like a very dad thing to do. I know, right? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> have cargo, no cargo shorts and no socks and flip-flops, though. So. <laughs> it seems like a missed opportunity. <laughs> really own it for the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so. Well, look, beyond our uh, typical exchange of um, weather pleasantries as uh, uh, hopeless and hapless Canadians, I suppose we could get on to today's uh, episode. We should do that. What are we here to talk about and all those things? Well, I mean, I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're really looking to talk about how, you know, th- this idea of of uh of really not just selling but being helpful to your uh to your prospects you know yeah. to, to your customers and and i i think that's something you know you do you do hear that um in a number of places i mean uh you know if i recall from years ago that was very much hubspot sort of thinking you know like you you really you're not you're not just uh, getting people to sign up for forms and download ebooks you're, you're giving them you're, you're being helpful and uh, helping them do their jobs better yeah, and it's always, uh, I mean, not to kick on uh, the poor folks at HubSpot, but it, sometimes I guess when some people deliver it, uh, it seems like it's just kind of like marketing language, right? Like, sure. like and, and that's what I think is so exciting about today's guest because, um, I, you know, I, look, one thing I love about this show is that we get to uh, profile uh, unique and interesting marketers every week and um, kind of unpack in some ways what makes them tick personally and 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 see how that kind of comes to life in their work and uh, so uh, and, and I think that's what today's all about so excited for it absolutely and uh, yeah so joining us today is Tracy Schwarzenruber Tracy is the marketing leader for the power generation and oil and gas division of GE digital welcome to the cooler ring Tracy hello it's great to be here Tracy, I must say, I really wish you would have told Jeff that your last name had some kind of uh, really challenging kind of role with the R or something. Like yes, yes. Said it was Ruba or something. And just hey, to get him uh, I did. Flustered. I did uh, six years of French immersion. I can roll my R's like nobody, all right? <laughs> I, I have I have joked on occasion that you could pronounce it Schwarzenrubier if you wanted to get real fancy with it. But uh, I, I prefer the phonetic version. That's the sparkling water version compared <laughs> to, uh, you know, just tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The just tap seemed awfully dismissive. Now. I don't know where to go. Uh, okay. Well, look, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I assure you that, that today's guest is uh, far more interesting than just tap water. <laughs> Um, and uh, welcome to the show, Tracy. And uh, I, I'd love for you just to, to give our guests a bit of introduction to you and what you do at, uh, at, at GE Digital. Sure. Um, well, Tracy Swartzendruber, as we've established that now, uh, I, uh, I hate to say it, um, I have more than two decades of uh, marketing experience. Not, not that I'm ashamed about the experience, it's just the length of time reminds me how old I'm getting. Um, largely in uh, B2B settings, uh, usually for uh, large, large industry 
And um, I'm I'm new. I'm I'm still in the honeymoon phase. Just a couple months in um, with GE Digital, so I'm I'm I still have that new uh, that new penny luster, if you will, um, as I look at things. Nice, nice. I, I I thought you were heading down a new car smell uh, <laughs> uh, reference. That I, new I marketer smell. Yeah, there you go. That new marketer. Yeah. That, that <laughs> new marketer eyes. I guess that pers perspective. But but you know, you know, just to uh, touch on it, you know, I've I've worked in industries, everything from from trucking to uh, electrical, heavy industry, lighting, um, automation. Um, it's really been a very interesting path, and um, I, I dare say I learn something new every day. Um, but what I love most of all about, uh, even if I were at the same employer my entire life, um, same industry, same product or solution, I, I do feel I would still learn something new every day because marketing um, is ever evolving, ever changing, not only in in the, the way that we go about it and the tools and techniques, but in large part because our customers are always evolving and changing. So we must do so as well. We can really learn so much from them. And I, I think that's, you know, would you say that that kind of understanding that you gain from the customers and folks that you work with day to day is kind of what has led you to uh, to have this mantra that you really do want to uh, you know always be helping those folks I think it does because <laughs> when I I look back at my career and yes, I've, I've sort of uh, changed uh, changed employers but even when I'm with an employer for let's say 10 years, uh, my role has always evolved every every two to three years, and it's always forced me to be in sort of that uncomfortable zone, right? That zone where I don't have all the answers and I need to learn things. And what that's allowed me to do is bring that sort of very fresh perspective and not having the answers sort of forces you to be in that customer role and see things through the eyes of the customer as you're asking the questions. Well, why do we say this? Well, why why does the product, why is that a value prop? Why, why did we build it this way? And I think it's just really forced me um, in many ways to, to you know, just when I think I've I've understood the customer, I, I, something changes, and I'm back in that that customer mindset, and it really forces me to ask the questions of how how can how does this benefit me, and in turn, when I when I come back into my own skin, how can I be helpful to that customer? Because that's the only way that I'm really going to connect and resonate with them. I've got this nagging question. I'm kind of wondering. Well, because of the the fact that you're new to the role, um, of course, I think, as you say, it kind of assists uh, that you have no choice in some way uh, but to try to see things through the customer's uh, uh, lens as you're learning. I'm kind of wondering how long does that, uh, if we're going to call it new market or smell, <laughs> how long? I, I kind of wonder how long it lasts. Like I. Um, I, uh, you know, I guess as somebody who works as a as a outside consultant, most often, I mean, that's always the lens that I'm yeah. bringing. Yeah. Um, but I, I wonder, from the inside, it, it's got to be hard to maintain that over the long haul. I think um, that's a fair, fair question. 
And I think part of it is it's just, you know, built into me, ingrained. And and the the velocity, let's say, of change is what helps me stay on top of that and what reinforces it. Um, and maybe that is sort of that that sort of, you know, take away the change and maybe I'm just um, wired that way. Um, but I but I think you do have to, it's it's a practice, right? You have to practice it. You can't make the assumption. Um, I, I actually am a journalist by training, and it's the one thing that I always try not to do, and, and I fall into the trap constantly, it feels, but you never want to assume, right? You never, you always want to get to the to the meat of it, the fact of it, and, and so forth, and stop making the assumptions, and I think just always asking questions. Um, you know, it's funny, as I verbalize this now, I'm like, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because I'm a journalist by training that I'm always asking those questions and trying to, to understand without just making the assumptions that I that I know the answer based upon what's in front of me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to discount that because, um, you know, I've seen the opposite, I guess. I've seen folks uh, uh, new to a role and um, almost kind of... Uh, uh, squirrel away in the closet if you will and uh, and almost uh, not not ask the questions and and not be of that mindset um and it, it's it's never helpful in their in their role so i would think that the journalism uh, kind of foundation is is uh, helping you for sure and that and of course i mean as you change positions uh, over the years as well and you get new uh new challenges that would uh, that would assist yeah, I, I also think it's somewhat contagious, and I, it, it depends on on the culture, right? Um, for example, uh, there's there's a reason why I, you know, early in my career, I had a healthcare track, healthcare marketing. Um, I admit I did not do well. <laughs> uh, I was interacting um, it, with physicians, um, and I would challenge them. Um, at that time, I don't know what it's like now. I should ask my husband, he's a nurse. Um, but at that time, right, a 20-something marketer challenging a physician is 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 not not pleasant, right? And um, there, there's a reason why I, I've kind of gone into this B2B track and and engineering, if you will, um, innovation, if you will, is um they're more accepting of the challenge, right? So when I, when I, it doesn't matter who, someone, um, uh, you know, a peer, um, a leader, right? When, when you sort of ask questions, um, rarely is it ever taken, um, what I say negatively or as a challenge, if you will, right? It, it's not necessarily viewed that way. It's viewed as, oh, well, let me help you understand or, oh, I didn't think of it that way, right? So I think um, the culture too of the organization has has a lot to do um, with, I think, fostering that within me. And I think, you know, it, it sort of then becomes a little bit contagious of people going, oh, well, maybe we should dig into that, right? Let's unpack that a bit more. You think that has a, you know, because you could certainly say, um, especially within, you know, that engineering mindset, there's always that desire to, uh, you know, to innovate and create new things. And, and I think maybe that's why those folks might be so open to the idea of somebody coming in who doesn't necessarily know exactly what, um, you know, what the product is or who the customer is or what, it, uh, you know, what problems the product solves and 
starts to ask those questions of them and of, of your customers, it's almost like it gives the atmosphere of an innovative manufacturer gives you license to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And again, it doesn't, you know, at, at digital, we are, our, our software, um, we're not the hardware, right? We're, 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 you know, digital innovators. Um, but I, I agree that whether it's hardware, software, services, right? Um, having that sort of innovation mindset and the only way that the innovation um, really scales and, and you can support the innovation through revenue, right, is you have to have that customer first mindset and it has to be aligned with what the customer wants and needs. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, where are you... Uh... I'm sure you can't talk about the specifics of the kinds of, uh, you know, the, the the specific ways that you're being helpful with GE Digital. But, uh, you know, what, what are you seeing as good examples of organizations that are doing this? And if there's one from uh, internally, that would be cool, too. Um, I really think, you know, organizations from and I'm going to, again, put on my marketing um, hat here from a marketing standpoint is is really not um, just talking about what you want to talk about, right? Or, or selling what you want to sell, but but doing the due diligence, um, really figuring out who your customers are, right? Who who are they really, right? Because it's rarely everyone, especially not in in the work that I've done. It's 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 not everyone. It's it, there's always a target. Um, aligning yourself around, you know, their their needs, their constraints, their challenges, right? Um, we, we talk a lot about, you know, we help solve uh, industry's toughest challenges. And I, I believe that's true because, you know, the, the organization is a, aligned around those industries to understand them deeply and, and to develop, um, develop solutions that are really going to help them. And as a marketer, it's just an extension of that, right? It's, it's putting yourself in that, that customer mindset and then understanding how does this resonate to me, right? Of all the, you know, 3,700 things I'm going to interact with in a given day, how, how is this going to cut through the clutter um, get their attention and help them see that that we have something of real value to offer. And and again, it's it's really just being helpful in your marketing. And I'll give just a silly, silly example. Um, but sometimes I think as marketers, um, we should all go through some sort of UX training, right? <laughs> what is UX um, and so forth? Because to me. Did Jeff pay you to do this? <laughs> oh, really? I, no, no, no. Like good marketing is good UX, right? Like, and this is such a silly, tactical, minute example, but it's real, right? Um, if, if I have a known contact, right, in my database, and, and let's, let's scale it, right, beyond just one person. If I have a marketing automation program, which clearly is, is going to individuals who um, we already we already know, um, and I send them a communication with a link to a gated asset. Um, you know, in my mind, it makes a heck of a lot more sense to take them. You know, past the gate if if um, your technology 
can do that and not not put them on a on a on a landing page right where they may or may not have to refill out that information so it's those like little simple gestures right that now that's from a usability standpoint but then there's the helpfulness of of really um, organizing information um, and and getting it in front of them in a way that is helpful. Um, I have uh, a good deal of my career has been in digital product owner um, ownership, I guess I'll call it uh, websites, if you will, for enterprises. And you know you have to go through the the discussion of you know what's helpful. Right from a marketing standpoint on a on a website, what does that experience look like? How does it feel? How does it behave? How are we how are we aligning ourselves to the language our customers use? There's so many things that go in there, but at the end of the day, I distill it and boil it all down to I, I feel to be successful, I would throw it under the umbrella of being helpful. I love that idea of. Uh of using the language your customers use. Because I think so many people, you know, you you hear marketers often being told to to write at a certain level or, or write for a certain, you know, type of persona or whatever. But that that really kind of gets to the heart of it on a kind of almost a one-to-one basis. You know, what language are, are your are your customers and prospects using and how do they think about these things and show them that you're, you know, that you're understanding that as well. You're exactly right. And there could be, let's say, a product, right? Let, let's be very practical and tactical. There could be a product. And if I'm, if I'm speaking to, um, you know, and there's a whole influencer body, right, around purchasing a product, it might go all the way up to the C-suite. And I might want to use language and, and, and speak about it um, where it resonates with them. It, it might be on a, on a plant level right? Management level where I might want to speak to them um, in a certain way using certain language. And it might go down to all the way down to the the engineer and the maintenance person, right? The, the people who are in literally laying hands on something, um, engaging with it, whether it's, it's technology, whether it's hardware. And again, yet another way of, of speaking about something and describing it and helping them. So Again, it, the the being a marketer spans such a wide range of personas um, and 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 challenges. Um, I think that's that's why I love B two B. I've always joked about, oh, I'd love to be in a B two C world, um, but I don't think it would be as it, I don't think it would present the challenge that the B two B world does. And um, and I love it because again, it, it's it's just you learn something new every single day. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. Like the notion as well of um, uh, talking about it through the lens of speaking or, or speaking at the at the speaking your customer's language rather than Sometimes I find this conversation uh, devolves to, oh, speak at their level, which is somehow lower than your level. 
Like, mm. you, you know what I mean? Like there's a kind of implied we're dumbing it down for certain people or what have you. And I like how just you know, speak at the level of the person who's consuming, speak, speak their language, not at their level, but speak their language is a nicer way of articulating that. It seems more appreciative to me. Well, and I, I think it's more accurate, right? Because sometimes we might have to level up. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. if I'm being honest, I personally have to level up my game. I am surrounded by individuals um, who who are far smarter than me um, at, at GE. I mean, the the level of intelligence um, that is brought to bear within that organization is astounding. Um, the the number of PhDs. Um, so I feel like often I have to sort of try to level up my game, but. I, I guess when I say speak speak their language, it really is understanding how how do they talk about it. And if I'm really being honest, that could even go, let's throw out personas. That can change by account, right? Because certain accounts, certain organizations have a way that they like to talk about something. They might have certain initiatives that align with with what I have um, to offer. So if I were to get down into thinking about true account-based marketing, if you will, and I wanted to get serious about it, now we're, we're really getting at that level of understanding and speaking their cultural language, if you will. I love that, that uh, looking at account tonality, uh, even the internal communication patterns and things of that nature when you're looking at one-to-one ABM programs. That's really, really good thinking. Curious, um, you know, a lot of the conversation around being helpful and, and things of that sort, uh, often you and it's come up today this notion of listening to customers understanding what they want understanding the problems that they're trying to solve um and in some ways that kind of suggests that the customer can articulate the true problem <laughs> and they understand what they are trying to solve and i'm not suggesting that customers don't know but i think you know sometimes we you know uh, Building a better smartphone at one point meant building a better hardware keyboard <laughs> until somebody thought that there was maybe a different problem that we were trying to solve. Um, I guess, do you have any uh, tips of the, and tricks of the trade in terms of, okay, you're, you're listening to customers, you're, you're assessing the UKs, but how do you in some way I'm almost picturing like when you look at those 3D puzzles or whatever, and all of a sudden you kind of see it a little differently <laughs> if you stare at it long enough. Uh, do you have any tricks for how to do that? Not not really. I wish there were, um, you know, a magic bullet, secret sauce, call it what you will. And honestly, if, if I'm if I'm really being honest, I don't know if I want to share that if I if I had that kind of lightning in a bottle. One of one of the most important things that I've really learned in this role in particular, um, given uh, so much to to learn, right, in terms of industry and and product, is giving giving others uh, permission to call me out when I'm wrong, right, or or maybe not wrong, but when I've when I've misunderstood something, and that is 
I love to take the opportunity um, to, you know, after someone has given input or, or other to, to say, let me paraphrase that back, right? This is how I understand what you just said. Can, can you tell me if it's correct, right? And about 25% of the time, there's room for refinement where someone will say, well, actually, I also meant this, or actually, I didn't quite mean that. I meant this instead. And I really find that, you know, I have to say, I, I don't think people would, would call me out on those things, right? And again, I'm making it sound like it's terrible, call me out. But I suppose, give me that additional layer of understanding if I didn't invite it, right? And I kind of now look back and go, gosh, that's, that's a skill I wish I would have uh, learned, you know, 20 years ago right? To just be, have that vulnerability and to let people understand, you know, again, we all have our own perspective. We all have, you know, our way that we process information and getting it right. Um, getting, getting that understanding, especially when it's someone's opinion, right? Um, is really, really important to validate that back. I also feel that people, now I'm getting into a, a completely different realm of, you know, hopefulness, but I think also restating to someone um, is really powerful because whenever someone says that back to me, it's like, oh, wow, they were really listening, right? Wow, they they heard what I had to say. Um, so that, you know, again, if if I suppose maybe I do have a little bit of a secret sauce, if you will, in terms of, of uncovering and drawing out that, that piece of helpfulness um, would be, again, number of perspectives. And, and inviting the opportunity, right, um, for myself to be vulnerable and for others to provide that feedback. Well, you see, Tracy, so what I think I heard. Touche, uh, <laughs> touche. Uh, I think I heard you describe actually in pretty fine detail what that lightning in the bottle is, um, which is it's really the marketer's job to have those conversations and to get that diversity of conversation happening. And, uh, and it's by having those uh, discussions and doing so in a way that you've just highlighted that will enable you to see the patterns that other people don't see, that other, enable you to say maybe it isn't about building a better hardware hardware uh, keyboard this time maybe it's about something different um so uh, you know i think that was really powerful um but that's only what i thought i heard you say <laughs> i think i think you're uh, you're onto something there well this has been a a wonderful um wonderful conversation and uh, it's been uh, great to uh, benefit from your experience and expertise i wonder as you uh, you uh, reflected at the start of this about uh, now a couple of decades in as a marketer <laughs> and uh, I can uh, I can appreciate that um, being uh, feeling similarly uh, uh, experienced shall we say um, uh, beyond having the uh, uh, inviting um, that level of uh, of feedback if you will any um, kind of parting advice that you might uh, give to people uh, a little earlier on in their career, just starting out in uh, industrial manufacturing marketing? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, 
I think it's 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 always uh, it's always wise to um, never you know keep your eyes open, um, learn as much as you can from as many people as you can, and um, you know in marketing because you intersect with so many different teams, right? It, it, internal, external, customer. Um, it is really about building that network and building that trust and, and credibility with them. Um, I would also say, you know, on a if I was uh, coaching um, someone early in their career, I would say look for the white space. Um, look for an area where you think that there's some opportunity and, and just do it, right? Um, whether it's, you know, hey, I, I think we should, I think we can do something different here with content. I think I have an, a hypothesis about um, uh, data. And, and I'm going to take a huge tangent here and say, you know, if there's anything I have absolutely learned being in um, B2B marketing is we have to um, speak with numbers when we speak internally, right? Um, it is the, the language, uh, especially with, uh, you know, I would say publicly traded organizations, right, companies, is we speak in numbers. And as a marketer, to have a seat at the table, it is not um, good enough to come with anecdotes, right, and feel good and so forth. You have to be able to um, articulate your value um, as an organization, um, not only to, to sustain funding, but more importantly, to get greater share of that funding um, and have a voice, a real voice. So, you know, if there's anything I have learned, it's those who can really demonstrate um, whether it's a leading indicator, whether it's a lagging indicator, whether it's the holy grail of actual return on investment, um, come with your numbers. Come and it's okay to show um, numbers that aren't performing that well, because what you are showing is that you are measuring it, you're being transparent and come with a plan on how to address it. So, you know, I, I go from the squishy to the very hard, um, the very hard, hard um, advice of it, just be an active proponent of speaking in numbers and it will do you well through your career. I love that notion, speaking in numbers, because it uh, it doesn't take all the storytelling away. Sometimes people think in some way, like, oh, now I need to be hard-nosed, and just it's all about these metrics that were somehow predefined. No, no, no. <laughs> there's a, there's some storytelling that can be done with the numbers now, guys. It's just Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you will, it's not only the storytelling, but you will command attention, right? If you just come with, um, you know, like I said, anecdotal or, or, or other, right? Just examples of this is what we've done. Um, without that data behind it, um, that's where you start to lose that credibility. It's not saying that all of that is not valuable and critically important and so forth. I am not discounting, right, the everyday marketing. Um, all I'm saying is that, you know, if you want to advance your career, if you want to advance 
um, your practice within an organization and, and gain more and more share of voice, you have to demonstrate why you matter. And in most organizations, that's that's through numbers, right? I always joke, right? Like I didn't, I, you know, I'm a journalist, I'm a marketer. Why do I have to deal with all these numbers? But, but you do, right? You really, really do. And as a matter of fact, it's just going to make you a better marketer, right? Because it's going to tell you what's, what's working today, what isn't. And um, spoiler alert for those early in your career, that, that never stays the same, right? What worked for me 20 years ago might partially work for me today. Heck, what worked for me two years ago might partially work for me today. I think it's the the fun part of the job. It's the challenging part of the job. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way because if it if it were the same as it were twenty years ago, I'm sure I would be doing something different. I, and I I also really love that notion of uh, of inviting critique. And being willing to learn from it, even even when presenting these uh, data driven stories to, uh, you know, to senior management, you know, if, be, being open to uh, to hear other interpretations, even at that point, you know, is going to uh, drive respect, certainly with uh, with an awful lot of people. Well, Tracy, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on the show today. Um, your perspectives have been uh, really, really interesting, and I think they'll be quite valuable for our audience. Thank you. This was really fun. The the best part of my Friday, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, well, I'm looking at the clock. I do have a couple hours left, so maybe there's maybe there's a gem in there yet. But certainly the the best part of my Friday so far. Well, I I can only hope for you that it gets better. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. All the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.